Listen, God doesn't necessarily call the qualified and gifted. And I hope this will encourage you. His call is the qualifier. Community Church. I want to thank you so much for turning us on, tuning us in. I trust, as always, that the Lord's going to bless you all over the place as we fellowship together here for the next several moments. We're going to continue with the back half of a teaching that we began last week. And let me pause once again just to thank all of you that tune in, in particular our loyal uh, listeners. And we encourage you to partner with us by praying for the program and telling others about the program. Word of mouth is the best advertisement we have. Now let me be clear, we're not here to entertain. We're not here to make a name for ourselves or any such thing. We're here just to present a balanced uh, perspective on the Word of God and hopefully to be a challenge to you. With that in mind, let me ask you this as we continue the back half of this particular teaching. When you attend a church worship celebration, which I trust you do, do you go with the mindset, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to check off the bots. I've attended church this week, and that's it. Or do you go in with the mindset of, I am going to receive some instruction while I'm in that place, and I'm going to receive some encouragement to go forth from that place to really begin to check off some boxes in the sense of sharing the good news gospel message with other people that you come in contact throughout the rest of the week. That's really the name of the game. And that's what this teaching is all about. It's actually the theme message for New Life for this, uh, this year, for 2023. It's entitled, Get Out of Here. Get out of here. Come in here, receive instruction, get out of here, go tell the message. The uh, scriptural reference for this particular teaching, the uh, base message, I'm wrestling for a word right here. My text passage is what I'm trying to say. It's found in Colossians chapter 3 and also chapter 4. I want to read uh, just one, maybe two verses in your hearing right now from Colossians chapter 4 and around verse number 2. And the record puts it this way. Again, Colossians chapter 4 and verse number 2. Devote yourselves, yourselves to prayer being watchful and thankful. Listen to verse 3. And pray for us too that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. That's Paul speaking. Let me wrap it up with verse 4. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly, the message clearly as I should. Now, the challenge is this. That was not only for Paul, but Paul's giving us a prayer that we should pray uh, not only for our pastor, but for everyone who comes in, that as we go forth, we'll tell everyone we know that we know Jesus. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for everyone that's turned on the program tonight, everyone. 
whether they're listening now or sometime later by way of their television or some kind of uh, social media site, I pray that your word would just cut through, speak to hearts. Lord, empower us and encourage us to go forth and tell everyone we know the good news gospel message about Jesus. Help us truly to get out of here. We pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, you hang on. I'll be back here in just a little while to wrap things up. God bless. Outsiders make the most of every opportunity. What in the world is he talking about? Outsiders. Pastor Terry, you know I belong to the Elks Club, so I understand an outsider would be somebody that's not a member. They're not one of us. Or I belong to this and I belong to that. And those who are not a part of that little clique, they're not one of us. What is he talking about here? Listen, there's enough nonsense communicated to the community about exclusivity without people misunderstanding what I'm trying to teach you right now. Here's what an outsider is. The original word is etso. It literally means those outside the circle. What it is talking about is people who are not yet believers. I adhere to the philosophy that everybody in the world is either a believer or a not yet believer. If they're not a believer, they can become a believer. Say amen right there. It's important that you understand that. But when Paul is talking about the outsiders, he is talking about the non-body parts. Paul established in another place that all born-again, spirit-filled persons are connected by Christ, the body of Christ. We've already taught you that this morning. But the unsaved, the unsaved are excluded from that blessed connection. Watch this but not banned. They're excluded, but not banned. If you woke up this morning, I'm talking to you, whoever you are, and in particular those of you listening by way of live stream. If you woke up this morning as a sinner, woke up as a sinner, I'm here to tell you, you can pillow your head tonight as a winner. You might have woke up a sinner this morning. You can become a believer right now. Confess your sins right now. Be born again right now. And know that you have a promise of eternal life in God's heaven with His Son Jesus and all those we call the church. Now, here's a giant exclamation point on all of that. Stick with me. I'm getting ready to hit the landing gear, so hang on. Look at verse 6 of... Colossians chapter 4, I think it is. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. That everyone there is the etso that he was talking about, the outsiders. Look at this again. Let your conversation... Be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, for this reason that you may know how to answer the outsiders or have an answer for the outsiders. Now, with that, just real quick, look back over in uh, chapter 4, verse 17 again. I want to introduce a fellow to you, and we're going to 
we're going to bring this to a close sooner than later. Colossians 4, 17 says, Tell Archippus, See to it that you complete the work you have received in the Lord. Who in the world is Archippus? Probably one of your favorite Bible characters, right? You remember him from vacation Bible school? Oh, Archippus. He is generally thought to have been the son of Philemon. That little one-chapter book over in the New Testament that you have difficulty finding. Thought to be the son of Philemon. He's mentioned there as a member of Philemon's family. It's very possible that Archippus was one of the pastors of the church at Colossae. Very possible. Many are, and I'm reading from Mr. Benson's very fine commentary, many are of the opinion that Paul's admonition to complete the work was because the false teachers of Colossae were very active in spreading their errors. But I want you to note this. The layman here in Colossians, the layman are directed to speak to Archippus. It's as though Paul is saying, hey, y'all, Tell y'all, pass this message, all of y'all, pass this message along to Pastor Archippus. What's my point? Point is this, the, the, as the ministry leaders encourage the ministry followers and doers, so also the followers and doers have a dog in this hunt. This shows that ministry involves the laity as well as the clergy. How many of you know it's a partnership? Yeah, wouldn't it be a bummer if I was just here this morning preaching to empty chairs? More empty chairs. Hey, by the way, I've had this conversation several times this week. We have more chairs. We'd love to get them out of the closet and fill them up with behinds. Can I say that? Get an amen right there. Mm-hmm, that's what we'd like to do. Listen, Paul's admonition to Timothy was very similar to what we see to, uh, that was given to Archippus here. 2 Timothy 4 and 5, Paul said to Timothy, But you, be sober in all things. Hmm. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Look at this. Fulfill your ministry. Your ministry. Typically when Paul uses that word or Paul uses that phrase ministry, he's referring to certain leadership gifts among the church, namely apostle, prophet, evangelist, and that hyphenated gift of pastor, teacher. But you gotta, I'm going to ask you to consider this. Consider that the sentiment has a universal application. Pastor Terry, what are you trying to say? Regardless whether you whether we're speaking of, and you are one of these leadership gifts or any other gifting, doesn't matter, headed to number six on your study notes. We all, everybody say all. We all should certainly complete the work to which we've been called and gifted. Amen? As opposed to being like this character that we read about a little bit later in 2 Timothy 4. His name was Demas. And the record says, Demas has deserted me. Why? Because he loves the things of this life and has gone to Thessalonica. And you understand, and you, you bear me out on this. Don't take my word for this. The context of that was the contrast between young Timothy, who was a solid 
focused minister, and Demas, who was a flip-flopping quitter. So where is the theme in all of this? <laughs> Get out of here. Seems like it's been two and a half hours since you introduced that. Get out of here. Let me tell you where the theme is in this. Are you ready for it? After you honor God and God's direction, and you help Jesus do what He promised to do, and that is to build the church. Did you catch all that? After you help Jesus do what He promised to do to build the church, then can you be encouraged to resolve that you are indeed going to assemble with a heart like David. You're going to come before, uh, come into the courts with thanksgiving and praise and singing and excited about this gathering we know as the church. Can you make up your mind that that's going to be you? Then, after that, that necessary happening each week, can you make up your mind that you're going to get out of here? That you're going to get out of here with a fresh word. Did you get a fresh word this morning? If my prayers were answered, you did. That you're going to leave here this morning with a fresh challenge. Did you get a fresh challenge? I hope and pray you did. What about a fresh and a renewed energy to complete the task for which you have been called? Hmm? Hmm. Let me remind you of something. Somebody needs to hear this. I want to remind you all that God doesn't necessarily call the qualified and the gifted. You know all those superhuman beings out there? The qualified and gifted. I heard about one CEO this week, and I can't remember. It was some social media platform. They cut his salary this week. But he decided to stay on anyways. Now he's only making $49 million per year. Cut my salary anytime. Now I expect that's a qualified and gifted character we're talking about. Amen? I would hope so. With that price tag, listen, God doesn't necessarily call the qualified and gifted. And I hope this will encourage you. His call is the qualifier. His call is the qualifier. And He provides the gifts and the resources for those He calls. Let me show you what that looks like. That looks like somebody walking around that might not be the fastest that there is, might not be the sharpest tool in the shed, but they hear this still small voice and His Holy Spirit saying, Hey, dear one, I have something for you to do. And typically the way they, they respond to that is, Who, me? I can't do nothing. You, you know who you're talking to? Don't ever ask God that dumb question. He knows who He's talking to. And you know why he calls unqualified, ungifted people most of the time? 
because they know they're unqualified and ungifted. And they know that if God don't show up, they're going to look mighty foolish. But when he does show up, bada boom, bada bing, it's amazing what can take place. Please, don't ever tell Pastor Terry, I can't do that. I don't have this thing. I don't have that thing. You pray and you let the Lord decide what it is you need to be doing. Amen? Amen. Hey, let me close with this real quick. I'm going to give you number seven so fast and make your head swim. Pastor, when you tell us to get out of here, then what? Then what? Take what you've been enlightened by. Take what you've been entrusted by back to your household. Back to your home. Husbands, show the wife. Hey, little woman, here's what Pasta T was talking about today. Watch, I'm going to show you how it's done. Wives, show the hubs. He might not be all that smart. So you got to show him. Here's what Pastor T was talking about. Can you imagine the difference in marriage relationships? Dad, Mom, show the kids. Come here, son. Come here, daughter. Let Daddy talk to you about this over the dinner table. Sometimes it's okay to eat the pastor for lunch. If you do it the right way. Let me talk to you about this, youngins. Kids, Show your parents. Listen to me, kids. It should not be this way. Kids should not have to teach parents, but sometimes they do. And if that's you, then do like Paul told that 13-year-old Timothy. Have that it with every fiber of your being. Say, Mom and Dad, you're supposed to be doing this, but I'm going to show you how to do it. Watch me. Thank you for that amen. I don't mind amen in myself. But it's better when you do it. Listen, if it doesn't work at home, then it will not work anywhere else. There's a reason why the instruction manual, why the Word of God mandates that church leaders, households should be in order. Get out of here. Take it home. Secondly, take it to the workplace. Take it to the workplace. Can I encourage you to be real careful here? Beloved, your greatest testimony, employees, your greatest testimony is earning your paycheck. Please do not steal from your employer by hanging out in the break room a little too long, arguing to everybody, well, I was just sharing my testimony. The greatest testimony you have is earning your paycheck. This is 2A. Students, take it to your school. Your school, even if you're homeschooled, take it to the other students. Take it to the teachers. Pastor Terry, they won't let us do that. Do it anyhow. You know about Daniel? They told him he couldn't do it either, didn't he? What'd he do? He did it. Dare to be a Daniel. Dare to stand alone. You remember that little song? By the way, you as an individual, listen to me students, you can take your Bible to school and you can pray at school and you can live your Christian experience at school. They will try to threaten you and tell you that you can't, but you can. I don't think you're right. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Yes, you can. Take it to school. 
students, teachers, administration, coaches. How many of you know there are some students and teachers in administration that need to see the Word of God? Now listen, students. First priority is to be a good student. Study. Isn't that a four-letter word? No. It's a five-letter word. Study. Learn. Apply. Studying and learning and making application probably is not going to slow you down in your Christian walk. Take it to the streets. The streets? I'm talking about your next-door neighbor. Any of you here have next-door neighbors? Neighbors that live right beside you? Take it to your next-door neighbor. Then... Take it to your other door neighbors. Maybe they're not next door. Maybe they're across the street, down the street. I'm talking about the community. Does this community need to hear the gospel? Oh, yes, they do. Get out of here with it. Lastly, take it to total strangers by divine appointment. If you believe Romans 8, 28, you believe that nothing happens by accident. We're God's. And even when I bump into people that I don't know and I strike up a conversation, I'm going to tell you 99.9% .9 of the time, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I don't know any strangers. Why would you? Check this out. Let's say I've just met you, Zachary. Come up here. We must act this out. Hi. You sure are cute. No. <laughs> don't do that. that. Yeah, I hear you. What is your name? Zach. Zach, I'm Terry. Now, are we strangers now? Nope. I know your name. You know my name. Any questions? You might have a seat. Probably should have chose Martina for that good-looking part, but, you know. <laughs> have conversations with people. And when you get into those conversations, if Jesus is in here, it won't be long until Jesus is going to come out. And it's going to get on whoever you're talking to. Have those conversations with total strangers by divine appointment. I'm talking about simply living it out. Pastor, do you have any Bible for that? Are you kidding me? Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. We come to the huddle to learn. We enter to learn. We depart to serve. Now, new life get out of here get out of here let's take it to the let's take it to them in 2023 are you up for that praise the Lord pray with me I want you to pray this closing prayer with me right out loud it's going to come up on the screen if you can just read it right off with me it should be on your study notes I encourage you to pray it this week it sounds like this, Eternal Father, write out loud with me, Eternal Father, show yourself to me through our worship celebration. Then help me share the experience with others. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, this is our heart's prayer this morning. We ask that you do this in Jesus' name. Strengthen us to take this message back to our homes, Take it to our, our spouses, our children, our neighbors, the community, our schools, total strangers, as you provide divine opportunities. Strengthen us, we pray in Jesus' name.
precious name. Love it. We're going to wrap it up right there. Let me do so by reiterating something to you. Once we come in, once the believers, the followers of Christ come into the, uh, the, the assembly, the church worship celebration, when we leave, what is our mindset? What are we purposed to do? Our purpose should be to tell everyone we know what happened there and what happened in our own life and about Jesus the Christ and His plan, God's plan of salvation through Christ. Well, who do we tell? It's very simple. Tell everyone you come in contact with. Start with your family members. Now, I'm speaking to some of you. You're walking along, or alone, rather. You have not shared even your personal testimony with your family. Now, I know there are some that would argue to you that we're supposed to be all personal with this. Well, I want to encourage you to go back to the Word of God, the Bible, and see what the Bible teaches about our telling. We come together and we gather for sure, and that's very important. We also depart to serve and to put into a practice that which we have learned, that which we have been taught. Start with your family. Tell them. Sometimes that's the toughest people in the world to deal with is your family because they really know you, and they have expectations of us that exceed our humanity, and that's a sermon for a whole nother time. Share it with your family. Share it with your friends for sure. Here's what Jesus did for me. Share it with the community. I'm speaking to some of you that are involved in our public school system. Share it. Never has there been a time where it's more important for the Word of God to be shared in the school system than today. I may be speaking to some teachers, and you may have bought into this nonsense about separation of church and state. Let me say that again. You may have bought into this nonsense about separation of church and state. It is nonsense. It's non-existent, actually. It's something that somebody has made up to try to squelch that which God has called the church to do. Don't buy into that. Teachers, be bold. Share the good news. Tell your students. You have to be careful about this. And, and mind you, uh, you're paid to teach. You're not paid to preach. I understand that. But there are times and opportunities where you can tell your students about Jesus. And I can't think of a better way to, to start the day and to establish the day than by helping them to understand that there's more to life than this present existence. There is a world to come. And we are behooved by Christ and by eternity. And the destruction that's coming to many, that should behoove us to tell others about that narrow way that ends up in the vast, con a vast expanse of heaven. Trust that you would be challenged to that extent. Father, I thank you for each one, man, woman, boy, or girl, that's listening in, and I pray that by your word you would convince us that we need to get out of here. We need to go and tell everyone we know that we know Jesus. Help us with that, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hey, listen up. Are you listening? If you do not gather with God's people in a place where the Word of God is taught and people pray and fellowship together, if you do not do that on a consistent weekly basis, I want to encourage you to begin. New Life has a regular schedule of activities. Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. We also meet Wednesday evenings, 7 o'clock, something for nearly every member of the family. Trust me when I tell you there's a ton of things going on on those other days of the week as well 
It's a great place to be, and we would welcome you to come in and uh, learn more about what we teach and what we, uh, what we hold our folks accountable to. I've got to get out of here. My time's just completely gone. I am Terry Knight, the pastor of New Life Community Church. I trust you're going to have a great week, what's left of it. And remember, my friends, Jesus is coming back. Is he coming back for you?